The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? How are you now? I mean, holy shit. The Montreal Canadiens stave off elimination in the Stanley Cup finals with a 3-2 overtime win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, punctuated by none other than Josh Anderson, the power horse. The power horse. On a new line, they put him out there with Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. And what does he do? He gives us a two-goal game and gives the Montreal Canadiens some life in this series. They have a chance. Everybody thought they had zero chance. I mean, Christ, virtually nobody was believing in them. And even myself, honestly, I was... I was all, I was almost resigned to the idea that you know we're we're going golfing. I should probably start thinking about going golfing, but no, not yet, not yet. And you want to know the wildest thing? I predicted this. I literally predicted it twice on live television. Um, I was on uh, City TV, which I've been doing since you know the early parts of the Vegas series. Uh, before the game with uh, Georges Larac and uh, we were talking about the game. Uh, Georges had to leave and it, then it was just me, right? And another guy from City TV. And we were doing like a quick sign-off uh, before the game started and they said, you know, they wanted to add in some predictions, right? What's your prediction? So Brittany, the host, she asked me, what's your prediction uh, for the game? And I said, you know, I felt like Josh Anderson being elevated to that Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield line, uh, that he was going to have a good game, and I thought he was going to score. But not only do I think he's going to score, I think he's going to score not one, but two goals. Lo and behold, we get to my second hit, uh, which is at 11 p.m., right? It's, uh, 11 p.m. is the second time that I go live with them uh, during the games, and or usually after the games, because they're, they tend to be done at 11 p.m. Um, not this time. They get to overtime. Josh Anderson has one goal. So again, uh, Brittany, the host, she asks me, who do you think is going to get the goal in the overtime for the Habs? And I say, you know, uh, well, you know what? Why don't I just play it for you? Who do you think is going to score this overtime goal by Habs? Well, before the game, I said Josh Anderson would score two times, right? He's only scored once. So second one's coming, and I think it's going to come in overtime, and I think it's going to be Josh Anderson. Okay, that's good. That's a solid bet. Now, when, speaking of the lineup, I think that the Habs just scored in overtime, winning this game four. You see it right here. The crowd is going crazy. 
Perez. I mean, <laughs> I don't want—I don't want to toot my own horn too much, right? Uh, obviously, uh, let's admit it—I got a little bit lucky with that prediction. But uh, what a wild night, man! What a wild night! I can't believe that actually happened. I mean, let's rewind because uh, unlike last episode, I am actually going to take uh, a moment to talk about um, how this game got to where it got. Habs spend the better part of the first period, you know, kind of just defending, uh, you know, holding on for their lives against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Carey Price keeping the minute, as he has often done in these playoffs. We tend to forget about that because he hasn't been great in the Lightning series. But, you know, he was doing his job. He's on uh, this particular night doing exactly what he's been paid to do. And sure enough, the Habs finally get going about midway through the period. You know, they start getting some opportunities of their own. They're actually threatening the Lightning a little bit. Uh, they're starting to look like maybe they are actually a desperate team in desperate need of a win. And lo and behold, exactly as I had predicted prior to the game when I was on City TV, the Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, and Josh Anderson line start to really click. Nick Suzuki Cuts into the zone, and I swear, I was, as, as much as I wanted to and predicted that Josh Anderson was going to score, I was one of the people that was screaming at the television screen for Nick Suzuki to shoot the puck. I am very glad that he didn't and that he is smarter and better at hockey than I could ever be because his maneuver down low into the zone towards the Tampa Bay Lightning net was a thing of beauty. Everybody was yelling for him to shoot, and he didn't do that. He didn't care what everybody was yelling for. He didn't care what the other team was expecting, although he knew what they were expecting, clearly, because he cuts down towards the net and throws a perfect cross-crease pass to Josh Anderson, who is literally just slam-dunking the puck at that point. I mean, Andre Vasilevsky has had a great series, but there's no way he's stopping that one. Josh Anderson is in alone. On the other side of the net, Nick Suzuki throws a perfect cross-crease pass. The only way that's not getting in the back of the net is if somebody gets a stick on it before it gets to Anderson. And nobody did. So, big kudos to Nick Suzuki. Obviously, some ridiculous sauce from that kid. Just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Like, I, I can't believe this kid's only 21 years old. Uh, how good is he going to be when he's 25? Like, come on. Silver lining and a half, even if the Habs manage to lose this series, is that kid can flat out play hockey. First period ends. Habs still have that one nothing lead. Everything's great. Fantastic. We're doing great. We're doing terrific. Uh, nobody, nobody has any concerns. But of course, uh, disaster strikes. Pretty late in the second period. They get through almost, almost the entire period without allowing a goal. But... We get late in the period. Habs unable to clear the zone. Ryan McDonough keeps it in. Throws it down low on Carey Price. 
Bang, back tap pass to Barclay Goodrow in the slot, and Price is well out of position from trying to make the initial save. It's 1-1. Houston, we have a problem, but the Habs don't quit. They uh, try to keep the pressure on. You know, they're, they're hanging in there with the Lightning. They're looking like, you know, other than Game 2, this is the most that they looked like they really belonged in this series in the first place. And we get less than 10 minutes into the third period. Puck goes back to the point. Gets to Alexander Romanov. Scores his first goal of the Stanley Cup playoffs with a snapshot from the point through a ton of traffic. This is another one where I want to take a little bit of credit because I talked about this after game two heading into game three that the lightning were collapsing a lot in front of their goaltender uh, trying to help out Andre Vasilevsky by I guess you know creating that traffic and you know trying to block shots but it bit them on that one because you know having all that traffic in front of Vasilevsky he had no idea where that Romanov shot was coming from he couldn't see it gets through Habs are up 2-1 they've restored the one goal lead now, once again, we're all feeling pretty terrific, right? Nothing can go wrong at this point, correct? Wrong again. About five minutes later, uh, I want to say five minutes. It, it could have been more. It could have been less. I'm not honestly positive. To be completely honest, I was listening to the next goal on the radio while walking up to do my 11 p.m. TV hit. Uh, Pat Maroon. Scores. Ties the game back up. Uh, good work by that line. Uh, Mathieu Joseph was involved as well as uh, Tyler Johnson. Um, that felt like a backbreaker. It felt like there's no way the Habs are going to come back from that, right? And uh, they didn't, at least not in regulation. At least not in regulation because they get to overtime Less than five minutes into overtime, Josh Anderson ends it. You heard the audio earlier. That was myself on City TV predicting the goal immediately before it happened outside of the Bell Center. And as you heard the reaction outside of the Bell Center, there were quite a few Montreal Canadiens fans out there watching as that game unfolded, still believing in this team despite the fact that they have been given, that we have been given every reason not to believe. I've said this, you know, ad nauseum at this point. Th this team has given plenty of evidence that they are to be believed in. Regardless of what happens, it doesn't matter if they fall down in a game or in a series. It doesn't matter if they blow a lead or if they blow two different leads like they did in this particular game, this team doesn't quit. They have no quit in them. And that's what you need at this point because, you know, they are on a quest to try and accomplish something that hasn't been done in the Stanley Cup Finals since 1942. Oddly enough, it was the Toronto Maple Leafs who won the Stanley Cup in 1942 after being down three nothing in that series that's the last time that this has happened so let's be honest from this point out 
as beautiful as that win was in overtime, it is still incredibly unlikely that they get another three wins. But they shouldn't care. They shouldn't care if nobody believes in them. I mean, we know that this city believes in them. We know I believe in them. I know anybody still listening to this podcast believes in them because you don't have any reason to be here if you don't. I mean, if you don't, then, you know, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me because I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear the doom and gloom. I don't want to hear the, oh, the lightning are so good. There's no way that they can win four straight. I don't want to hear any of that. It does me no good. It does the team no good. It does the fan base no good. Uh, I get it. If that's how you feel, fine. But like, keep it somewhere other than around me because I still believe in this team. I do. Maybe I'm foolish. Maybe I am a ridiculous person who uh, refuses to give up even when I should. But I don't care. I mean, I've seen this team do more than I thought they were capable of throughout the course of these playoffs, throughout the course of this season in general. You take that entire season and look at it. If you told me three months ago they were going to be in this position, I would have slapped you in the face because I wouldn't have believed you. But I believe now because they're here. So, I mean, what else do I have left? What do you want me to do? You want me to just quit, right? I should stop doing the podcast. I should stop going downtown doing TV hits. Just stop everything, right? Because why bother? They're going to lose anyways, right? No. That's why you play the games. That's why you play the games. If it was that simple, if you could just go down 3 nothing in a series and it was just over, just like that, then that's what they would do. Wouldn't they? Wouldn't they just shorten the series and say, okay, anybody who goes up 3 nothing, they win. Game over. Stanley Cup goes to you. No. They don't do that. You have to play the games. You have to find out what happens in those games before anybody gets the thing that they want. The fact that the mayor of Tampa Bay came out and said, well, I hope they take it easy on the Montreal Canadiens and let them get a win so we can win it on home ice. You think that's a smart plan? You think that's a smart plan? If you were leading a hockey game, just a random hockey game, forget a series, right? If you were leading a hockey game 3-0, okay? You have a 3-0 lead in the third period. Would it be a good idea for you to give the other team a goal just to make it interesting? Because it would be more fun for you somehow? Is that a good idea? Of course it isn't. It's a horrible idea. If you have a lead, the last thing you want to do is give the other team one just so they have a shot. Right? Or alternatively, in this particular situation where the Tampa Bay mayor is talking about, so that they can win it at home. Because what happens if you don't win it at home now in game five? What happens? You go back to Montreal for game six. And now, just like it is 
in Game 5, all the pressure is on Tampa Bay. Because now the momentum, all of that, is on the side of the Montreal Canadiens. So what happens? If you don't win Game 5, and you don't get to lift the Stanley Cup on home ice, you have to go back to Montreal, in front of a Montreal crowd, and win a Game 6. Or... You go to seven. And if you go to seven, if this thing goes, if this thing somehow gets to seven, there's no way the Habs don't win it. There's no way. I know it's like incredibly unlikely that it even gets there, but if, if the Habs can force a game seven, there's no way they don't win that. There's no way. The the Lightning aren't going to, like I, I know they haven't even lost two straight since last year in the playoffs, but th- they're not going to be able to come back into their own building after blowing that lead and legitimately put on any kind of a convincing performance. It'll be the same thing that happened with the Leafs. It will. I believe in it. I believe, I believe it can happen. I'm not saying it will, obviously. I'm not trying to jinx anything here. I'm going to literally knock on wood uh, as I say this because I don't want to jinx it. But I believe, I believe that they can make it happen. I don't care about any opinions other than believe in your team. Believe in this team. They've given us enough that we should legitimately sit here and just believe. That's it. Um, player of the game. <laughs> Do I even need to say it? Power horse. Josh Anderson. Player of the game. Easy. No problem. Uh, overtime winner. Um, pretty sick drive to the net uh, on the Suzuki goal. Although honorable mention. Uh, honorable mention Nick Suzuki. Uh, pretty ridiculous sauce from him to get Anderson that first goal. Um, that's a smart line. So my my second honorable mention would go to Dominique Ducharme for putting them together. I mean, throwing Josh Anderson in that line was a stroke of brilliance. Here's hoping that it continues and uh, they can figure out a way to win a few more games in a row. Three, to be precise. That's how many they need. This has been episode 21 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes on the Prize. I am Matt Drake. Thank you for listening. We are running close to 20 minutes tonight. Uh, I've been rambling for a little while, so apologies for that. But, you know, uh, vraiment, soirée énorme pour les employés de soutien. Thank you once more to everybody who has followed along this podcast. Uh, for the course of these playoffs. Uh, I appreciate all of you. Um, I'm glad that they were able to get at least one win in these finals, and I honestly believe and hope that they can get three more. At any rate, we are on uh, Spotify, Megaphone, uh, Apple, Google Play. I am on Twitter, at DrakeMT, and uh, I honestly cannot believe that I get to say this. But, à la prochaine!
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.